Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. This is Dr. Thaddeus Venture, and you're listening to the Long Box Guys. Whatever that means. the long box guys gonna do tonight brain the same thing the long box guys do every night pinky drink and talk about comics they're useless to taking over the world yes hey everybody welcome to this week's episode of the long box guys with me as always are some of my very best friends and some very little kid mike Manny. how you doing what are you drinking i'm doing well and i am drinking an a&w root beer because i might have to work later tonight Terrific. You look like uh, you got your Harry Potter's under the stairs room there. Uh, yeah, it's just the bedroom I'm in. Just the bedroom you're in. And uh, Josh, how you doing? What are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a nice brown ale called Bear from uh, Treehouse, and I'm doing pretty good. All right. Sorry if uh, uh, everyone's heads are cut off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's all right. We know what you're going for. It looks terrific. Tommy, how you doing? What are you drinking? Doing okay. I am drinking some Compass Box Orchard House Scotch, and it is delicious. How are you doing, Tommy? What are you drinking? I am drinking a, just a little bit of uh, uh, Buchanan's. I got it in a uh, Christmas uh, gift. I've never had it before. It's a little smokier than I like. But it's not bad. It's too smoky, a little too peaty. I might uh, have it happen with Bushmills to, to bring it down and level it out. Then it'll hit the mark for certain. Speaking of hitting the mark for certain, there are very few superheroes that almost always hit their target. Hawkeye is one of them. Uh, are we going to be talking about the comic book Hawkeye today? Are we going to be talking about the TV show or both? What are we doing, guys? Let's talk about both. Okay. Let's talk what are you talking about, Tom? They're both they're, and, they're, and they are integrated. The graphic novel is... Uh, Especially the piece of dog part is real close to that comic book, and I think they made a few changes, and uh, that really enhanced. Like I rarely say, they that the changes they made made the TV show better than the comic book. Rarely, Tommy, but there is, there? there is one thing that the show needed a little bit more of. Uh, I know what you're Hold on. Say, uh, we are going to say spoilers ahead if you have not yeah. watched the Hawkeye TV show yeah. or read 40 years of Marvel comics. We're going to spoil <laughs> the shit out of Hawkeye for you. Oh, we're going to spoil that. So if you haven't, go go on to Disney Plus, watch the Hawkeye series, and then go read almost every Avenger comic and come back. Yeah. So Tom is referring to My Life as a Weapon by Chip Zdarsky, I believe. Yep. Matt uh, Fraction when he means and David Aja. Matt, Matt Fraction, sorry. When he says the graphic novel that he's referring to. And the Hawkeye TV show does pull a lot from that graphic novel. But the tracksuit mafia doesn't say the word bro enough in the Hawkeye TV show. Because in the graphic novel, bro... They're saying it all the time, bro. 
Bro, I thought they said a bro an awful lot in the TV show. No, bro, they did not say it a lot, bro. I I thought they said it enough, and on the side of the truck was trust a bro. I think they put it in and out for that driving into the ground. Though, honest to God, I could have used just a little more bro. Just a little bit, because the graphic novel really did run it into the ground. Yeah. So it was like 10% more bro. I'll give you that. What I thought was a a huge... uh, increase to this one is uh, the new way they reintroduced the swordsman. I really love that. Uh, and, and it's super, super different than the Marvel Universe. Uh, Josh, you want to give us a little background on Hawkeye from the beginning and then we'll talk about the TV show and everything else? Well, I don't really know Hawkeye from the comics all that much, but Clint Barton, uh, Jeremy Renner, uh, Hawkeye in the show, the events are taking place about a year after Avengers Endgame. If you haven't watched those movies, watch them. And we see at one point during the snap, Hawkeye loses his shit, becomes Ronin, and starts murdering the bad guys. He goes anti-hero, deep in, and Black Widow has to go and pull him out. And so we get part of the uh, part of the uh, backstory here. And now we catch up uh, to our first uh, Marvel uh, series for Disney. That's our Christmas. It's our Christmas series, right? There's no way I'm not rewatching this every Christmas, right? Oh this yeah. We all agree. This, this, we are not going to have the uh, the the argument, uh, the Christmas argument with this movie, with this series, like people do with uh, what's the uh, Die Hard. Die Hard. We're not going to have the Die Hard argument in this shop. This shop is all Christmas. So we get to see. There's uh, too many themes that are interlaced, yeah. like getting over Christmas, doing the four yeah, things they want to do for Christmas. It's, it's too too much. It's Christmas. Yeah. So we have uh, Haley Steinfield. Steinfield. Steinfeld. Steinfeld. Sure, why not? Steinfeld. Susan. Susan as Kate Bishop. Uh, and a pretty fantastic supporting cast all throughout. We get a little surprises from Black Widow's background. We get surprises from uh, little, a little uh, Avengers, some some side characters. We get the tracksuit mafia. The first episode dropped uh, November 24th. The last one uh, dropped right before Christmas on December 22nd. It's six, about one-hour episodes. And they're pretty full. They're pretty fun. And we get uh, enough from the movies and enough from the comics where I think a lot of people from all sides of the equation will be pleased. You can watch this out of the blue if you wanted with very little lead in, really. Uh, Maybe just the backstory of how Black Widow died would help you sort of cover your bases for this show. But even if you weren't a big fan, it's a a fairly human-based series with people without – Super, super, superpowers doing their thing, right? And we get to sort of watch that unfold in a world where they're surrounded by galactic evil, and there are two people who are just very skilled at what they do, uh, just uh, just getting home for Christmas. Yeah, that's fair. So, and uh, there's a that's a good starting off point because uh, a lot of people, their only interaction with Hawkeye is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? So there are a lot of similarities and a lot of differences. In the comic books, Clint Barton was not a member of S.H.I.E.L.D. He was a an archer in a carnival. Uh, he, you know, When he was young, he and his brother were orphaned by when their parents were killed. Grows up in a carnival, learns how to be a trick shooter. Uh, accidentally becomes a villain because in the comic books... Clint Barton is led around by his dick all of the time. 
and he decides to help Black Widow against Iron Man because Black Widow's hotter than Iron Man. Travis. But also, he was jealous of Iron Man when he first decided to make a costume and and be a costume villain. He was jealous that he was at the carnival doing his act, and Iron Man saved all of these carnival goers on this out-of-control ride. And everybody was watching Iron Man save the day instead of watching Clint Barton do his act. And so he got jealous of Iron Man, and that's how he was like, you know what? Iron Man's got nothing better to me. I got skill. Iron Man's just got a costume in Gizmos. I can go get a costume with Gizmos. And that's how Clint Barton decided to be a villain and started his, you know, his road to sudden, to becoming a, eventually a hero. And all of his trick arrows he does make. And uh, again, in yep. the you find out in the series, yeah, he actually knows how to make all those trick arrows in the TV show. So they kind of carry over on that. In the comic books, the swordsman is uh, in the uh, is one of his trainers at the circus. Uh, but when the swordsman embezzles, you know, from the circus, he tur- you know, Clint turns him in, and that kind of alienates him from his brother and his other mentor, Trickshot, uh, which is one of the other reasons why he goes out on his own. Swordsman will come into play later on. I just want to say, the Swordsman embezzling that fat, fat, fat circus money. Yeah. <laughs> yes. is, is there really that much to embezzle from the circus? I mean, Jesus Christ. Just, sorry, just that was just, yeah, I just had to ask. It was the 60s, like, man. It was the 60s. We're all doing lines of elephant and... So, but that actually plays into to Hawkeye's character in the comic books. He's a hothead, which he's not in this series, right? But he is also led around by his dick and gets jealous really easy. Um, so all those traits kind of follow Hawkeye and leads to him having failed relationships after failed relationships with a ton of the characters in the Marvel uh, comic book universe. He becomes part of the Captain America's Avengers when they decided to give him a team of villains uh, to reform and become the Avengers. They lose Thor, they lose Iron Man, they lose Hulk, and they replace him with Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, and Hawkeye. It's a downgrade. I think we can all admit that. It's a definite downgrade in the team. But Hawkeye becomes a member of the Avengers and stays a member through a lot of incarnations. So at one point, one of the writers who took over was like, how can I have all these people with superpowers and then a guy with an arrow and a bow? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, which Hawkeye even says in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it makes no sense that I'm here. I got a bow and arrow. Does not make sense. Uh, so he, uh, instead of getting rid of him, he changes him into the Goliath. He just basically steals Hank Pym's unused superhero identity and uses it for his own. He's Goliath for a while, then he goes back to being Hawkeye uh, when a new writer comes in. New writer doesn't like him, gets rid of him. He comes back later. Writers 
tend to either like him or hate him. And uh, but most of the time, he ends up being the uh, the the bad guy, causing the conflict even within the Avengers. So uh, if you listen to our list of uh, worst Avengers, he's he's at the top of my list for all the shit he's done. But he is very important in the Marvel Universe. I'm going to recommend some series. But go ahead, Tom. I just wanted to add one thing real quick. When he was Goliath, I think they missed a huge opportunity by taking the bow away. I see what you did there. How terrifying is it? How terrifying is it for this guy to be shooting uh, basically telephone poles at you? (laughs) Right? That would be terrifying. They should have kept that going. That's fair. Yeah. It's true. And imagine yeah. an exploding arrow of that size. Yeah, it's called an ICBM. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Then you so, could take on somebody like Galactus. So... Think, was that Thanos over there? I think <laughs> I think right throughout this, though, we, we get the sense that Hawkeye was that person. They intimate that all, really all through the Marvel series, right? Where... Even even him and Black Widow have this history where they're both doing bad things at the same time. They sort of like, you know, punch each other's dance cards back in the day. But we see Hawkeye sort of older and changed and married, right? Having, you know, changed his ways. So we don't we don't get to see the Hawkeye that you hate. But I think it's it, I think it's referenced enough. And even when he loses his family during the snap, he goes back to being the asshole he was, right? As Ronan. Well, that's a that's a good segue for two things. First, in the Ultimates universe, the Hawkeye that we see in the MCU, who's partners with Black Widow, is right out of and was a member of Shield, is right out of the Ultimates universe. And in the Ultimates universe, instead he he considers Black Widow his partner amongst all of these sort of gods. They're the only two normal folks. However, she's a spy. She betrayed the Avengers. She actually kills Barton's family, his wife and kids. And that sends Hawkeye down a path of destruction in that universe also. Um, And the Ronin character is actually goes back to Hawkeye in the comics because at one point he is killed uh, by the by the fault of the Scarlet Witch. Um, and he gets brought back and he decides, I can't be Hawkeye anymore. I'm going to be Ronin and uh, extract my revenge on the Scarlet Witch. Um, so that's where the Ronin character comes from. It's it's kind of the same. You know, hey, this person did me wrong. Now I'm going to go get my revenge. I can't do it as Hawkeye. I have to create another identity. Uh, there are... Uh, if you read the series Freefall, which was the latest Hawkeye series, you just need it's just six issues. Um, Hawkeye Freefall, he's taking on the hood, but he's also uh, getting recompense for his time as Ronin. And uh, it involves all the major criminals of the Marvel New York Underworld, except for Kingpin. But uh, one of Tom's favorite characters, Fancy Dan, 
at the end of it, uh, when Hawkeye's walking away as the results of all of the shit that has gone on in the series, is like, let him go. He doesn't realize he's actually become one of us now. Because uh, Hawkeye is a fall from grace, that free fall series. One of the better, uh, besides the Matt Fraction run, uh, My Life as a Weapon, um, Free Fall is the series to read if you uh, want to read a, a Hawkeye story. And that came and out recently. Way, and that's why I like Fancy Dan. Fancy Dan can kill you a lot of ways with a lie. Fancy Dan can just kill you with a lie. That's a good one. Uh, part of the Enforcers, right? Yes. I'm sorry, my mic wasn't in a proper position, was it? I don't think you're using the mic on your headphones anyways. Yeah, now that you've moved it, I don't think you're using yeah, it. Yeah, neither did I. <laughs> so in addition to Free Fall, we all recommend the... Uh, uh, we definitely recommend Hawkeye's own series by Matt Fraction and David Aja. And, uh, you know, the Solo Avengers, I think, is also a good uh, story to look at. Uh, he appeared in all 40 issues of the Solo Avengers. It was running concurrently at the same time as the West Coast Avengers, which if you're an Avengers fan and you like minor league baseball, go ahead and check out the West Coast Avengers. So, before the West Coast Avengers, Hawkeye also had a four-issue uh, limited series by Mark Grunwald and Bob Layton. And I think that four-issue limited series back in 1983 is kind of where Hawkeye first starts really changing from from the sort of, uh, you know, look at me, I'm Hawkeye, uh, sort of Avengers that, like, all of, like, the 60s Avengers kind of had this sort of, like, you know, inner strife that was just all forced type thing. And Hawkeye was a, trying to break away from the Avengers and be a solo character and try to, to make it on his own, um, trying not to contact the Avengers, trying to do the heroing thing on his own. And he teams up with Mockingbirds, where he first meets Mockingbird, which later becomes the foundation of the West Coast Avengers team is Hawkeye and Mockingbird are like the founding members of that. So if you're going to read the West Coast Avengers, you should probably start with the Hawkeye limited series. See, I always thought that it was just uh, like Marvel was like, you know, Green Arrow has Black Canary. We should really give him uh, a Black Canary to our archer. And that's where they came up with Mockingbird. But Mockingbird is important. And Mockingbird is important, and she comes. Out, she ends up being a really great character. She does. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't know if you've read some of the later stuff in Mockingbird, but she has had some really great books. Yeah, unfortunately, she was treated horribly in the West Coast Avengers. Yes. Uh, and if you want to hear any more about that, go back and listen to our podcast on the Worst Avengers, where I talk about the rape of Mockingbird. Um, yes. But uh, Mockingbird is, was a secret agent, um, and I believe that we find out in this series uh, 
the the Hawkeye television series that his wife is Mockingbird. Um, it, if you look at the, I guess it was Agent, what is it, eighty eight, uh, on the back of the Shield Rolex, which bad thing to have as a spy anyway, something that identifies your spy organization. Spy. Uh, or identifies you as a spy. Uh, that's got to be your retirement present, that's right? Your retirement watch, right? Yeah. Yeah. Retirement yeah. 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 Uh, I still don't want it. <laughs> but uh, that also ends up canceling out the Shield series because they they introduced Bobby Morris in that. Unless Bobby Morris is just the name of a spy that they reuse, which is how I would do it if I was in the MCU. I would say there's always a Bobby Morse. There's always a Clint Barton. Do you think Clint Barton's his real name? That's like thinking that Black Widow's real name is Natasha Romanoff. Don't be ridiculous. We pulled that off an old Bullwinkle cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, James Bond. There's what? Yeah. Idiots. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because I thought the watch really did play a lot uh, into this television series. Uh, because we didn't know who's watching was for the longest time and why the watch was important. We didn't really get to know that until the very end, uh, where it turns out that he was kind of cleaning up, you know, a, a little bit of his wife's past for her, not just his own. Of course, he was absolutely cleaning up some of his own past. Ronan uh, persona played a huge part in it, but also, you know, taking care of business for his wife was part of this whole deal uh, and part of the reason he's here. Uh, one of the things that threw me off in this was uh, when they were doing the LARPing. Now, Josh talked me off the ledge on this one, but I got right back on the ledge afterwards. Uh, they were buying the stuff to make the costumes for Kate Bischoff and Hawkeye, and one of the LARPers says, hey, we got enough money left over, we can make costumes for everybody. And I lost my shit, because LARPers and SCA people never say the word costume. It's gear... Or it's, uh, it's garb. gear. Garb, garb, absolutely garb. Thank garb you. It's gear, gear or it's garb, and that's it. And Josh is like, they were talking about making superhero costumes for themselves. They're going to start larping as superheroes. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. They would call it costumes. Then we get to the last episode, and they're not wearing superhero costumes. They're wearing garb, and I lost my shit again. That's fair. I thought I called that one. I was like, no, man, they're all going to come out in costumes. Like, they're going to do some some switcheroo or some, you know, yeah, some, they're going to castle or something with, with costumes. And I was like, no, they're going to, they're going to, they're talking about superhero costumes. And no. Uh, you had me. You made uh, me feel better about the whole. Tried to, yeah. yeah. You tried to talk me down, but it didn't work. Hey, let's also talk about how great an actor Pizza Dog is. Oh, yeah. It's tough to find a one-eyed schnauzer, a one-eyed golden retriever. He's a retriever. Yeah, yeah one-eyed, though. Good. I'm glad they did just gouge out a dog's eye to make him look better for the TV show. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been terrible. Uh, is that CG? Yeah, on set shots, he's just like, yeah. He's got that yeah. yeah. Uh, Pizza Dog is hilarious. I wish there was a little bit more Pizza Dog. In the uh, comic book, there is one of the books where it's told all by Pizza Dog's perspective. And, man, I would have loved if they had done that. I would love them to do, like, a Christmas cartoon special extra next year, the Pizza Dog All-Star Christmas Holiday Special, 
where they do one of those days as Pizza Dog, it would be ter- as a cartoon, it would be terrific. Yeah. I mean, it'd be nice if they had filmed an yeah. extra episode that is all from Pizza Dog's perspective, and then yeah. they, and, and I would take that in like ten minute shorts. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and like a cartoon or something. Next, yeah. next Christmas. Yeah. Exactly what I'm talking about. And also, me and Mike have been talking about this. They already shot an entire scene of the Rogers musical. They need oh, yeah. five more songs and thirty minutes of filler. And that musical's done. <laughs> Let's just make this shit. I will go. Yeah, I mean, they made the set. It's somewhere, yeah. right? They, yeah. Buddy, I could do this all day. I could do this all day. Oh, man, I was singing that for weeks. Tom, you're slapping your face because uh, you're not a musical guy as much as uh, I am. You're a little bit more That's than some, but your wife is enough. There are certain musicals that I like, and then there are certain musicals where I'm just like, oh my god, this is so overproduced. This is just, yeah, this is too formulaic for me. The, the music is, is horrible. I'm with you sometimes. I, I, I have a, a hardier suspension of disbelief. Uh, some people's suspension of disbelief is just on a rope and a pulley. Uh, mine has a hydraulic suspension system, and it works really well all the time. Uh, but that's one of the little things that were in there. Like I was saying before, the reintroduction of the swordsman as a totally different character who had his own little story arc, which I thought was terrific. You know, you thought he was the bad guy for the whole thing, and then he's, he's, he's not exactly a good guy, but I started really liking him when he was joking around with Kate and the mom, and like, ah, I love that, and... And it turns out, yeah. I liked him even before when I the, I thought he was going to be the bad guy. I was like, this dude is charming as hell. He bought yeah. a book on how to be a stepdad? Fuck yeah, I love this dude. Yeah, yeah. he's trying. He's trying. <laughs> he's putting in effort. When she's trying to sword fight with him and he's letting her win? <laughs> it's a good dad right there. And he's not just letting her win. He's like, you're remarkable. You're very, very good at this. Yeah. And then, like, she sta- tries to stab him in the face. She parries it. And just a beautiful, what was that uh, move called, uh, Tommy Nutt? It's uh, when you um, not just parry, but you, um, the other thing. Proposed? No, no, the other thing where you no. uh, reject it or something. The, the stronger of it. To, my, to, Josh, I know you know the, the word. I don't. You have to have a really strong wrist to do it, but you expel is that it? I think that's a Harry Potter term. Expel the armors. <laughs> no, no, Josh, you're going to... You gonna just turned it. off my flashlight on my phone. Damn it, LT. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to think of it later, Josh. It's that, it's that thing where you you, um, you go forte to forte, and then you follow it all, all the way up to... Uh, I mean, uh, you go uh, uh, tip to tip, and you follow it down almost straight to mid to forte, and you expel at the end. And you, it's like a really, really powerful expulsion out. And you can make a, a guy drop his sword with him. You're going to remember the term. What was that? So let's move along. Right. Move along. This has been fencing talk. Expelliarmos is my haggard fanfic. And Haggard, by the way, a very popular, not Haggard, uh, Hodor, Hodor. A super popular DJ. Who knew? Like in Scandinavia, like this is the guy that DJ, this is the DJ's DJ. 
I saw him doing a set. I was blown away. And in the middle of it, he goes, Hodor. Hodor. Sorry, got a little off the subject there. We're going to be going into that later. Anything else? I mean, I'm sorry, we're, we're kind of talking about a lot of stuff here. But I think this series just had a lot of fun stuff in it. Little, little white fun stuff. We barely even talked about how much we like the Tracksuit Mafia. We're all cosplaying them as uh, them, this, uh, this Pentagon. It's a fun cosplay. They were a fun villain group. Expulsion. It's called an expulsion. Yeah. You guys remember what that is? Fuck off. Uh, but they were they were terrific. Uh, they were just fun bad guys. They weren't that bad, you know. That's going to be the most comfortable cosplay. Oh, we're going to be wait. walking around oh, yeah. in velour sh- suits. Oh, wait, so I nice. Just one piece of the costume. I'm going to go off camera for a second and get it. I just uh, I got one piece extra. We're talking about going to Pensacola and cosplaying as. Uh, the tracksuit mafia for one day and uh, amongst well, our many other things we're doing at Pensacon. If you're going to be in the Florida area next month, go to Pensacon. See us. We're going to be doing a bunch of panels. So as far as I know, as far as I know, Pensacon's still on. Still on. Got my 80s gym bag <laughs> with the round sides and it's it's even maroon to match the tracksuits. Nice. <laughs> Okay, so bros, we can keep so much stuff in your bros. bros. At the end of the series, we find Maya and the Kingpin in the alley. Oh. Now, we hear a gunshot, but we don't see Kingpin get hit. Maya's holding the gun. So, does Maya kill Kingpin, or does Kingpin take the gun from Maya and kill her? Neither. Uh, no, it's one or the other. No, it's not. I think King. I think Kingpin gets hit, but he doesn't go down. One bullet is not going to fucking stop the Kingpin. He got hit by an SUV and sent through a wall and got up and shook it off. I remember one episode of Daredevil where we find out that Kingpin is actually terrified of, of flying, so he always had a mini parachute. Like, if the fucking Kingpin has a mini parachute on him at all times, you better believe he has a fucking bulletproof suit on. Or at least a bulletproof t-shirt. Clearly she's shooting him in the head. I would. <laughs> and if you shoot him in the head and you get a moment, you're making sure he's dead. If oh, you're double Maya, tap. Double tap. If you're double tapping that, you're making sure he's dead. Or... You make it sound like King the Kingpin King hasn't had a metal plate put in his head just in case somebody tries to shoot him in the head. Think about it, Josh. <laughs> yeah, that's why you check to see if he's dead. So why is he wearing... A Hawaiian shirt? I have no idea. Here's my guess. He got okay. blipped out, and he came back five years later and is decided to retire as best he can from... Uh, life, but he has to cover up all this other stuff. Or he was going on a Hawaiian vacation. Who the fuck knows? But Daredevil is going to stop it from happening. Echo's not going to kill Kingpin. Daredevil stops it. 
I'll buy that. Because Daredevil buy- doesn't want him dead. Daredevil wants him brought to justice. I will buy a baton knocking the gun out of her hand just as she shoots. There you go, MCU. You're welcome. You want us to write that series? Done. Write to LuckyBastard at thelongboxguys.com, and we will totally write that series for you. Absolutely. And if you're wondering, uh, we do have a website, thelongboxguys.com, and we have a Patreon-only podcast, so if you want to hear more of our babbling every yeah, almost every week that we do a podcast, you can go over to patreon.com slash the long box guys. Uh, for a mere $1 a month, you get an extra podcast and all the money that we get for that podcast goes to the Elizabeth Peabody house to help feed families that are in need. Absolutely. Uh, anyone have any last words on uh, the Hawkeye TV series or the Hawkeye, the character? I mean, there's a lot to get into. I mean, we barely scratched the surface, but we can spend two or three hours just talking about the old comic books, uh, the enforcers, the old circus of uh, what was the circus called? The circus of uh, crime. Circus of crime. Yeah, we can. T- you know, it's just it's too much. Uh, One last thing I want to say on this. Just go ahead, Mike. Well, I was just going to say we should actually credit Stanley and Don Heck for creating Hawkeye. One hundred percent. And one last thing I want to say is. I love the last little bit, super spoiler alert, when uh, Kate Bishop is saying, hey, I thought maybe, you know, I'd, I'd take a superhero name. What do you think about Lady Hawkeye? And Hawkeye's like, no. And, like, Girl Hawkeye? He's like, nope. How about just Hawkeye? Like, you don't have to put a lady in front of it. You don't have to put a miss. You don't have to do any of that stuff. You Just Hawkeye if you want to be Hawkeye. Didn't she suggest Lady Hawk? Yes, I like that. I actually kind of like that one. Yeah. Like that. Uh, but I like that. Uh, it kind of shows the um, uh, slow, shitty progress. You know, if you're a female character, you don't have to uh, have lady in front of that uh, nom de guerre every single damn time. And uh, also, it's just kind of a sweet moment. Except if you're lady stuff, man. I, yeah, I, I cry. I won't, I won't lie down. It's a low bar. But that's a tangent for another day. Josh, do you have a tangent for us? So, Hawkeye and uh, Kate Bischoff both turn their sport or hobby, essentially, into their superpower. If you had to turn one of your hobbies, side hustles, whatever and become a superhero based on that, what are you doing? I mean, I'm well, Fenton. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but Tom Boucher is actually a very accomplished fencer. He teaches. He's uh, he's done great tournaments over the, over the decades. Uh, have you ever been... Uh, uh, I don't do well in tournaments, but I do okay. Tom, I've been in tournaments. Shut up. I've been in tournaments when you've done very well. So shut up. Take the take the damn compliment. Um, uh, Josh, you've been champion a few times. I've been champion once uh, when it comes to fencing for the Greater Boston area. More on a fluke than anything else because I cheated well. I was basically known as a, a very good cheater. There's now a rule in fencing about throwing flame. Very happy about that and about magnetizing yes. your shield. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I was the one that you threw a flame at. 
I remember I won that tournament. You didn't do well in that one. <laughs> remember that was a prize you won? That was hilarious. No one expects it. Certainly not you that day. Uh, I was, uh, I'd have to practice again, but I was really good at chess. So I would like to be a superhero called the Grandmaster. And I wouldn't actually be out stopping crimes. Be the man in the chair? I'd be the guy yeah. in the chair directing people where to go. That's fair. I can see that. I'd yeah. buy that for a dollar. Yeah. The calculator, the, uh, there's been a bunch of those guys out there. Josh, of course, you're a very accomplished swords person. Is that where you're going to go with yours? I don't know. The wrestling thing would be kind of fun as a superhero. Oh, you had a Kid Anarchy. was a good wrestler. You had a lot of good wrestling sets. Yeah, I might I might have to go Kid Anarchy for the superpower side. It's definitely fun. A superpower um, pro wrestler is entertaining in ways that uh, a sword guy isn't. I mean, I like doing my sword stuff, but... I mean, if I'm going yeah. super. So I've, I've had, like, a lot of stupid hobbies over here. Like, tons and tons of stupid hobbies. <laughs> Maybe the amalgamation. Like, I could be jack-of-all-trades. Like, MacGyver. MacGyver! Someone's rigged their toy train set into exploding, and it goes around three times. Bye. Well, I, I used to collect toy trains. I know what to do here. You just we see here that's H.O. scale. That's H.O. scale. That's easy. All you gotta do is chase this one, leave it him, you're done. So you're the, right. the slave and electrician of the house. Is that where yeah. we're going? We're going back to that? We're I think we're going back. I admit he's not a fucking plumber, he was the electrician. I get Circling it. Around. I was wrong. That that let him win that game, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I think there's something hitting in the plaster. I spent a summer as a plaster, I can, I can figure out where this shit is. Give me a stud finder and a hammer. We can get this done. That might be my power. All the st- I've had hundreds and hundreds of little jobs because I, uh, I, you know, I have a very low attention span. <laughs> I spent one summer just quitting jobs and taking another job every two weeks. So I learned a lot of weird little skills. I think that would be my superpower. I could talk my own way into you know pretty much any job, just uh, saying that I have done it. You'd be hard pressed to find a job I haven't. From nuclear weapons to pro wrestling, uh, it's, it's a, it's a so pretty big expansion. You'd have all the uniforms for all the jobs to sneak your way in. Oh, I get whatever house. I get a ton of like, oh, oh, I'm there. sorry, ma'am. I gotta come in. You got a gas leak. <laughs> oh, it, uh, this came up just a couple days ago. I was showing off my. Uh, uh, my bug out bags. I still have a bug out bag. Everyone should have a bug out bag. In my bug out bag is my orange vest, a hard hat, a American flag label, and a, uh, a clipboard. I can go anywhere the fuck I want wearing an orange vest, an American flag thing, and holding out to a clipboard and a hard hat. And confirm. Yeah, it's it, Josh. You've done this. It's fairly oh, yeah. simple. Um, and it also in there is my zombie axe, uh, in case I have to kill zombies. Uh, I got a tarp, I got just a regular Kuchiman, and I also have five Applebee cards. And my wife asked, what are the Applebee cards for? And I said, uh, the most common thing that could happen to me to be my apocalypse is you divorcing me. So the Applebee cards will come into play. 
At least I'll eat. Yeah, you're gonna have to if you're on the run. Damn right. I got all that other stuff I'm gonna use first. Don't want to use credit cards, that's for sure. Damn right. Is that everybody? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Alright. I can see he was a wrestling uh, vigilante. It's the third guy with his neck broken. Oh, yeah. The Anarchy Slam. That was a cool slam. Hard to pull up. A cool slam. I don't think I've ever seen anyone else do it. You came up with with that, and it was just, it's a very unique looking slam. Hey, man, this is Kevin Smith, uh, Silent Bob from all those terrible Jay and Silent Bob type pictures, and you are listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box. Comics talk for comics fans. Mikey, what do you got in the front of the long box? At the front of the long box this week, I've got the Dollhouse family. It is part of the Hill House line of horror comics out of DC Comics. Uh, It is everything you want in a horror comic. It involves a six-year-old girl who mysteriously receives a dollhouse um, when she, uh, out of nowhere, and... The dolls literally talk to her and try to convince her to come live in the house with her. It is creepy as all fuck. If you like horror comics, you need to check out The Dollhouse Family. It is uh, written by Mike Carey and art by Dan McCade. Uh, If you have uh, DC Unlimited, you can read all six issues on the app. See, when you said the Dollhouse family, I was kind of hoping we were doing a throwback to Dollman, which I haven't thought about in years. Now, this is not a Freedom Fighters comic. I love the Freedom Fighters. Tommy, what do you got in the back of the line, Bucks? I have Iron Man Masterworks Volume 2. So this reprints a bunch of the Tales of Suspense comics from back in the, the 1959s to 68 era. And this volume has... Uh, a lot of firsts. So it's got the first appearance of uh, Black Widow. It has the first appearance of the Unicorn. It has the first appearance of Hawkeye. The Unicorn, the one of the lamest supervillains ever. In order to shoot you, I have to stick my head down and stop seeing where you are. It's a tough one. Yes. So, so yeah, so... Uh, you know, it's by Stanley and Don Heck. It basically reprints the Iron Man stories from all those Tales of Suspense comics. So if you uh, are up for a bit of nostalgia, this is a, a great place to see some of those first appearances. Um, and it's a, it's just, the artwork is great. It's it's great to, to see some of these, these old appearances. Is it just the Iron Man stories from Tales of Suspense? Or? Yeah. Oh, okay. It is. Back in the day, it doesn't have the Captain America ones. Yeah, back in the day, Marvel Comics didn't have a distribution a distributor, so they had to use DC Comics to distribute their comics. So, in order to get the maximum amount out of it, they could. They had a bunch of comic books that where there were two superhero stories: one in the front, one in the back. Um, yeah, yeah. Tales of Suspense had Captain America and Iron Man. That was one of the big ones that's doing the stink there. In case anyone didn't know what I was doing. Okay. 
And uh, for those of you who are interested in comic books, we are going to be doing a book club uh, uh, in two weeks. We are going to be doing a review of... Josh, look at the board. Stumptown. Stumptown Volume volume 1. So if you would like to join us on the podcast, go ahead and write to Lucky Bastard at thelongboxguys.com and say, yeah, I love Stumptown. I want to be on the podcast. Or go ahead and tweet us at thelongboxguys on Twitter. Uh, Or go over to our Patreon page and write on there. I'm sure there's some way somebody would check it. Do not go to our website, The Comic Historians. I assure you, we do not ever check that site out. <laughs> Whatsoever. Very rarely. Yeah, never. Oh, you can email us. You can email our Twitter, uh, too. That uh, automatically pops up on my regular page. So, yeah, I'll see that. All right. There you go. There you go. All right. Last thing. You guys ready for 318? Sure. Yeah. County. Carnivals, like a county fair. You got like nine rides. You got a couple of things over here. Three to eighteen. How much do you love those things? I'm gonna go with a sixteen. Uh, like I loved the biggie when we were uh, kids. Whoa, 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 whoa. I know that's not a county fair, but I just last year I went to the Derby Fair, which is okay. a fucking local. That's fair. a county fair. Um, and it gave me all these kind of throwback feels to yeah. my childhood. The food there is horrible for you and amazing. Um, and, I mean, where else can you go see an alpaca? It's just, it's a good time. I, I enjoy cool. going to these agricultural fairs. The only thing I will say that was bad, and my wife was very upset about it, they had the cows laying down, and she said that that wasn't good for the cows. And they, she thought they were actually being mean to the cows because she grew up on a dairy farm and said, no, they should be standing up. Uh, so did not like that part. How do you make a cow lay down? Yeah, I was going to say, how do you force a cow to lay down? Well, first you put you on some very white... Place with paper mache legs. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, it is kind of mean. Yeah. I mean, I've seen uh, some dairy, some dairy farms have taken to making giant water beds that are warm in the winter that the cows love lying on. And I've seen those, and they're like super high tech and super super good for the cows. They've actually like, because doctor, they've actually taught cows to pee inside in a specific room now, so that they can uh, do something about all the methane and stuff. They're doing a lot of cool things. And the way you find out about those things, county fairs. It's all right. Good solid number from uh, from Mike. Josh, what do you got? Like a five. No. Uh, really? You, you're coming with me to the Derby Fair next year, buddy. I mean, See, the one, many, one many, thing, but, yeah. like, the, sm- the really small county fairs just freak me out. I don't know. What about the, like, the Palmer Fair? You remember the Palmer Fair? The little shit one in the field? No, I don't remember I used that. used to go to as a kid. Oh, I love that thing. There's like four rides put together by shaky hands, soup-smelling assholes. They used yeah. to close off Main Street in Palmer and have the Palmer Fair right on Main Street. 
and like the yeah. rides were in the middle of the fucking street. Yeah. Uh, Just wrecking the road. Yeah. That's a hard yeah. for me. Somebody gets injured, nobody's got anybody to sue because those people are so gone. Yeah. I, all right, Doug, what do you got? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go kind of high with Mike. I'm gonna say maybe a fifteen. All right. I love Is me it... some of that bad county fair food. Ugh, the deep fried cake. Fuck and, off. And I yeah, will listen. And cake. I will listen to the cheesy cover bands. Uh, I love the cheesy cover bands. I saw a guy uh, doing taking care of business for like forty minutes, and he was just doing that taking care of business. It's all right. In like 40 minutes, it's just that. I don't think he knew a damn other thing in the crowd. Fuck it. I was in. Yeah. Thanks for not singing all that song because we don't have BTO money. We yeah. know it has BTO money. Come on, Pat. I'm going to give it a solid 16 myself. I'd love to give it a little bit more because as a kid, like, I lose my mind at these kind of affairs. Um, you know, I grew up, uh, I don't know if I, I think saying I grew up on a farm is uh, too much. I mean, we had chickens, we had ducks, we had geese, uh, <laughs> until we killed them in horrific, terrible, and non-farming ways, mostly. But uh, in goats, we had goats, we had a couple of sheep, and a, a pretty big garden. And I would always work over at the uh, the farm across the street where they had horses, and we did hay every year, and I always enjoyed that. And like I loved seeing all this stuff. And one thing that we forget is, like, the historical part of those county fairs, uh, before advertising was so ubiquitous, that's where we'd find, like, new stuff, like, new innovations and stuff. And the Biggie was really good about that. They'd always have that one big hall of technology, and it would always be, like, the sham wow and shit. And I thought that was, like, the cheesiest, stupidest, coolest thing ever. Josh, remember the, the, that, the, 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 the hall of technology? Yeah, it was basically called the as seen as as seen on TV area. There was a time before that, you young buck, and that's when I went. Barkers. Yeah, it was cool, like the, like the Wonder Mob, Ooh, and people would watch, and they would sit down, and they would fucking watch this infomercial of a presentation. It was insane. Yeah, and my. I loved it. My dad loved looking at, like, we'd go through every RV and dream of someday owning an RV and getting out on the road. Never happened, but it did for Brian and his family, though. So good for them. So, Mike, are you someday going to own an RV? No, that was my dad's thing, not mine. <laughs> so you're not going to honor your dad that way, Mikey? No. Honor I'll your dad by way. torturing yourself with a hobby you don't like? No. Make a cabinet <laughs> or two. Do a little whittling. You'll be fine, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess that brings us to plugs, and we got a couple of things to plugs. Uh, first off, Kermit Crackle's uh, been working, is uh, going on tour. Oh, really? Yeah, I've seen a couple of tour dates pop up here and there. You can probably find so, their tour dates and their music at KirbyCracklemusic.com. Probably. Damn right you can. I would like Thank to plug. for doing all our music. Yeah, I would like to plug Seth Myers and the boys over at Who'sNextGaming.com. If uh, you are interested in their podcast, you can check them out. They're available wherever you get a podcast. 
but they uh, they were just recently at the New Orleans Fan Expo, and they did a panel over there. So I wish I could have been there to see it. Uh, when they sent us the flyer asking if we wanted to participate, I'm like, no, can't go to New Orleans, but I know somebody who would be perfect for this. We pushed it off to Seth. So, nice. Hope they had a good podcast. Chat. That's great. Yeah. You should have seen if they were uh, associated with the Boston Fan Expo. I think they are. I think Fan Expo bought Wizard World. So uh, Fan Expo has expanded exponentially. Uh, Have you been to Boston Fan Expo, man? No. No. Uh, I'd like to think, I would like to promote uh, GeekOrthodox.com. GeekOrthodox.com. Hello, Tammy. GeekOrthodox.com, purveyor of fine t-shirts and other geeky things such as stained glass prints, Johnny Skywalker rocks glasses, uh, socks, t-shirts, baseball caps, you name it, they got it at GeekOrthodox.com. Yeah, if you want a stained glass for your house and you're a geek, you really need to reach out because Ian is a graphic artist and he can pretty much come up with a design that you will love. And he will make you a custom stained glass if you come up with the cash. Yep. Ooh, good line. Just ask John Barrowman. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I will say 38 days as of the taping of this episode for the who's at home. It might be, you might be down to 31 days here. But Pensacon, third weekend in February, we will be down there. Geek Orthodox may or may not be down there. Some people, and don't get me wrong, are justifiably worried about Pensacon's lack of attention to the to COVID protocols. But that is the entire state of Florida, and actually, they the governor of Florida will not allow them to require uh, COVID vaccination status. No vaccination status. Oh, okay. Uh, for entry to anything in the state of Florida currently. It is against their law. So um, I'm not sure what the safety protocols are going to be, but all the cons I've been at have uh, had a pretty high standard. So uh, we will still be there, but uh, I do suspect that we will be missing some some friends and folks at Pensacon due to COVID protocols. But we'd love to see you guys there. We're going to be doing paneling. Uh, we're going to have the karaoke again hopefully we'll be emceeing a few panels and we'll be all around and i did update the website today what? yeah what? and i'll be uh, once we get our uh, our schedule for panels and whatnot i will also be posting on the website and hopefully uh maybe some of your browsers don't let you go to website because we don't have a security certificate and hopefully i'll be resolving that soon we're a very insecure website not unsecure yeah. Insecure. Insecure. Like, thanks for visiting us. Sorry. 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 All right, I think that does it for plugs. Let's uh, just wrap it up, guys. Mikey, what is this podcast like to you? It's like Drunk History, but for comics. Tommy, sweet suit. Tommy, any any words of wisdom for us? Uh, I got three shots, and I'm fine. And, you know, I'm feeling like I could even use a four shot at this point. So get your shot. Get your shot. 
So, uh, uh, what's the uh, what's the brewery down there? What's your favorite brewery down there, uh, Josh? In Pensacola. Yeah. I don't remember the name of it, but it's on a list. But it's on a list, and is that your sector? That will be my sector. Yeah, not gonna lie. Damn straight, it will be. And boy, that that, that Airbnb you got us this year looks terrific. Can't wait to go there. And don't forget what I always say: don't just what you hate, just promote what you love. You live longer. Mikey's got one last thing to put. I got an alibi. An alibi. We were talking about uh, uh, one of our listeners texted me uh, Temple of the Dog because apparently at one of our podcasts at the end we were discussing a band and we couldn't yes. come up with the name of it. Yes. So I got a text saying Temple of the Dog with nothing else attached to it and I had no idea what it meant, but Thank you, Rob, for texting us Temple of the Dog. We appreciate it. What Thank was you, what were we talking about, LT? Uh, I don't know. Josh, it LT was it was the, the band that Eddie Vedder went off and did something with, I believe, with one of the Soundgarden guys, right, Josh? I mean, yeah, yeah it was Temple we of the Dog, Dog was a super band. Yeah, there was, but we were talking about something. Else. I I don't yeah. remember what the overarching theme was that brought up those. Tom bands brought it up. Yeah. The song, the Hunger Strike. I'm going hungry. Yeah. We were talking about that song, and nobody can yeah. come up with who did it. So, yep. thanks, Rob. Stealing, Stealing bread, bread, yeah. From the mouth of Decadence. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't have Temple of the whoa, Dog whoa, money. We don't have yeah, 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 dog yeah, 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 they that broke up. Ah, uh, still. Doesn't matter. Oh, matter. We don't have the right. Taking our freedoms. I'll I'll do Wayne the Pooh quotes. He's recently been freed. Okay. Actually, not recently. He's been free for a long time. Really, it just came up on my feed that he was just freed this week because some patent uh, that got re-upped ran out. No, you couldn't use the the the. You can't the put t-shirt. a shirt on. Yeah. Yeah, you still can't put a shirt on it, but you no. can use them now. Uh, that just came up because they they did redo it once and then it ran out. You're right, though. He's, he's been around for a while, but so, I just so came up recently. They started using them. As long as you take a shirt off. T-shirts? No, you can't use yeah, Eeyore Biggs Day's t-shirts because then you would have to pay the artist who did that. Yeah. yeah. Which I would totally so, pay that artist. Well, I would totally buy that t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. That's some dark, dark stuff, brothers. Sorry, didn't mean to get us off track. Yeah. Uh, and uh, once again, thank you very much for uh, tuning in and listening. We love you guys all, and see you on the other side. Bye-bye.